Why are we still speaking into the microphones? Because that's going to be in it. Really? Yeah. No way, man. I told you that in, 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 private. in private. Yeah. Should I cut it out? Sure. No, don't record in the background, dumbass. Let's do this again. Hi, it's me. Welcome to NSW, aka Not So Whimsical. My name is McCole, my favorite seasoning is lemon, and I will be your host forever and ever. I will be inviting different people from different walks of life, share some food or drink we have lying around the house, and hopefully make you giggle. Okay, bye! This is your professional voice? This is my professional oh, cool, voice. cool. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Not So Whimsical. I'm McCall, your favorite host forever and ever. Um, my favorite seasoning is still lemon, although I've discovered lemon juice. I'm here with Flo today. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for asking. Yourself? I'm okay. I'm okay. Do you want to talk about who you are, how we met, how we fell in love madly and then ended things? And Only we didn't. Basically, I'm 27 and I'm currently working in Vienna where we currently are. And I met this wonderful podcast hostress from a dating app. It was OkCupid. I believe it's part of the, owned by the same company that also owns Tinder. But really? Yeah, oh. I think so. But OkCupid is more, you know, focused on this whole personality stuff, meeting someone who you can actually click with on a, a personal deep level outside of the superficial stuff. But yeah, that's where we met. And that's how we got to where we are now. Yeah, um, I think OkCupid is also um, very fun for people who are more, I wouldn't say all the on the alternative side, but less tindery, right? You know, less like elite. I think there's a lot of space for really cool people on OkCupid. And it's much more like, you know, everyone talks about their personality type on that app. Yeah, what's, what's your experience been like? And also, sorry if you hear chopping, my roommate is chopping a pumpkin. Right, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that. Um, what the, the benefits of OkCupid supposedly are, because while that is true on the you know first glance, and it might even be true in in some ways in reality, um, I think that you know a lot of you know observers, a lot of people actually who have experience with the whole online dating uh, business, they they tend to complain that you know all the same uh, problems and issues and all the same struggles uh, faced by normal or regular people on who are on such apps uh also tends to occur in OkCupid, even though you know the 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 makers try to incorporate a whole lot of um, opportunities for people to to show their personality their their individual quirks for the special kinds of people as you said um you know there might be some arguments that you know the the makers they're just they're just capitalists. They don't really care about, you know, individual people finding love and they just want to keep you on the app as long as possible because that way you can possibly pay for the premium features. I think finding love on something like this is like the ideal goal, but we live in a capitalist world where this is just the idea that's being sold to us when actually it's for the bonage. I did meet my partner, ex-partner on Tinder um, and we stayed together for four years, but all I could always think about was like, when we have a baby, it's going to be a Tinder baby. And it's like, can you believe? But on the other hand, like all this app, these apps do is bring people closer, like people who wouldn't have met otherwise, maybe. And I think during Corona, there's also been a very interesting shift because on the one hand, as you said, like the companies are here for the money and we are here because we're fucking lonely. Um, but 
How has dating been for you during the big Rona? Well, um, looking back about the, the Corona business, which more or less uh, started largely in, in March, April, I'm not really sure if I noticed that there's been a, a stark difference in how my experience has been. I mean, obviously, now that I think about it, I cannot even assess that because my last relationship actually ended right at the start of the Corona lockdown, mm-hmm. which was in at the end of March. So I have no way to judge how it's been before. But, um, well, like, I don't want to, you know, reveal too much of the things that I'm not really that content about and, and super happy about. Why not? You know, I, I just, I don't want to appear too desperate. You know, I don't want to appear too, <laughs> too needy and whiny. And I just try to, you know, um, be a responsible, mature adult who, who is aware that their own needs and desires are their own and nobody else's to, to care about. So, but, but what do you think, like, what do you mean with being needy and whiny in what way? If you look at how the whole, um, discourse about online dating plays out on certain parts of the internet, you will certainly find a lot of people of a lot of men, mostly I would say, who, who say there is, they're struggling for reasons out of their control, you know, and they're, they're, they feel they're being treated unfairly. They're, they're, they feel that the time and age that we live in is especially unfair to a certain group of men, to a even certain, a, a, a even large amount, a large group of men. And you have to look at it critical because it's such a grave and important issue to the people. You know, in general, I don't believe that uh, relationships and, and dating and sex, that, that people are so alo- aloof and don't really care about them, them in general, I think. It's really important to people, and that's why we really have to be careful about how we look at these things and how we act in these environments. What kind of issues do you agree with? Well, that's really hard to say. Um, there's there's so many. In in general, I would have to think about that. We have an hour. I mean, you say a large group of men, a large group of people is struggling with with dating, and that they feel that they're so so from what I could hear is that you're saying they're being rejected and they say that it's for reasons out of their control. Mm-hmm. In what way do you think it's out of their control? Because they're not chads. <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're mentioning a term that's certainly a loaded term and certainly has a meaning in a certain, in a certain <laughs> uh, microcosm of how the whole issue is, is viewed. Um, basically, you know, there's, there's ideas like like attractiveness for for one you know there's 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 ideas like personality there's ideas that you know um there's something like uh like an an innate personality there's there are things that you know how a a person how a person is like you know how their personality is like and you can certainly argue that you know um uh, like it's 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 hard for me to like if we if we look at the whole thing at a from a gender perspective it's hard it's hard for me to Really, from a gender perspective, oh, a gender yeah, perspective. it's hard for me to really um, judge with with accuracy or with confidence how women would struggle. But if you look at the whole thing from a, a male perspective, then certainly you can say that if you if you're more of a reserved personality, if you're more of a critical and and pondering personality, yeah, 
to discuss the reasons, that's a whole issue by itself. You know, you can spend hours and hours discussing about the reasons, but the fact remains that some men tend to struggle, I'd say, yeah, for their personalities. But if you're a shitty person, it's normal that no one will like you. <laughs> um, because you say that you understand these struggles and that you somewhat identify with them, but, and I'm just saying that mm -hmm. as a friend. Are we friends yet? Sure. Okay. I'd say that you're not a shitty person. I think that, um, and if you don't mind me, um, my mentioning this now, uh, you've written, you wrote a really cool article about a microcosm you spent some time in, which is now becoming more of a macrocosm, I think. That's a good um, way to describe it, yeah. Thank you. It's uh, the phenomenon, the phenomenon of incels. The thing that I find a bit, um, a bit weird is that incels, so those are, uh, this is a group of people, men. Mostly, even though the, the phrase was originally coined by a, a woman. For women or like, was it? Or originally, like originally the term incel, I believe was, was um, created by a woman who said she struggled with, you know, loneliness w with finding people that was way back then, you know, in the early age, ages of the internet, I believe the late 90s. That's the whole irony of the thing, you know. Yeah. But nonetheless, as you said correctly, today, it's, it's a, a movement and a term dominated by a certain group of men, let's put it that way. Who consider themselves to be celibates like to involuntary celibates exactly, in the sense yeah. of that they're um that i can't describe it any different than no one wants to fuck them pretty much yeah <laughs> they're not violent well some of them are but the majority aren't but do they really do anything to women especially because from what i could read from your article and from what i saw i, I i've watched some stuff about incels because of course i find them fascinating yeah you've told me that on the first day we met that you find them really fascinating. So, yeah. Yeah, because the comic value for me is huge. <laughs> right. That's one way to look at it, certainly. Yeah. From what I've understood, they just spend their days on these forums, in these forums, especially on Reddit, 4chan. They also have their own forums. You know, some of them have been closed down because of, you know, government policies. But yeah. nonetheless, you know, it's the internet. You can't control anything. There's new new places are going to pop up yeah. constantly. If, if there is need, if there is interest to, to for a certain movement to to spread out, to be, to you know, to cultivate itself, to grow, spaces are going to appear. But you spend your days, you spend your life in a forum like this that is so filled with negativity and toxicity when it just doesn't have to be that way. And I understand that there's a certain level of frustration. And I think that if you're someone who has struggled with being lonely and felt like you've been rejected from people for, I don't know, a certain amount of time and that you feel like maybe it's because of you, I find that to be, first of all, quite narcissistic. And also I understand, though, why you would immerse yourself in a forum like this. I get it. We're all, especially in this time, in this, oh, we all talk about the digital age. We're, we're all really lonely at the same time. And so as new labels, new terms appear, um, I guess if you fall into something like that, you feel like you found your space. Um, so why did, how, how did you get into all of it? Like, what was your Why'd you write this article? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good question, really. It shows, you know, 
uh, that shows how, how skilled you are in actually hosting a podcast because that's asking the perfect question. <laughs> and anyway, like when you said before that, you know, I've, I've spent some time at these places, then, that, then uh, following that, I definitely want to state that during all the time I've been on the internet and that I've, you know, got to know these places, I've never self-identified with being an incel. But uh, you're not? You know, like uh, incels would say that everybody everybody who can get sex despite wanting to have sex is an incel, but that's obviously a bullshit definition. Probably every person in the world has at one point, you know, even if they were just lying in their bedrooms at night and they thought, yeah, I, I would love to have sex right now. By that definition, they would have been an incel. That's obviously not, not how it works. Like, I think, you know, the, the whole the whole ideological background, the whole theoretical foundation, it's it's a self-identification. You, you, you self-identify as incel, basically. And yeah, well, going back to your question, basically, uh, apart from the whole uh, the whole incel microcosm, there is a a a larger um, metaphysical room to discuss um, this whole, I'd say, you know, dating and relationship and and and, and sexual issues on places like Reddit. Um, that's also been tarnished with. Uh, toxic uh, ideas and 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 opinions and that that certainly are also part of the incel forum but that are not you know really uh, incel spaces themselves and you know I've, I've developed an interest for these things you know basically i just um apart from the fact that obviously um i'm what you would call a a emotional human being and what you would call someone who actually has you know uh interest in dating women for example interest in uh sleeping with women apart from that it's also a highly uh fascinating uh field like like the whole uh issue of you know gender and and sex relationships and how, and how it interplays with you know our our whole um uh network of of society of culture of uh sociocultural ideas and thoughts is hugely fascinating and that's just you know so yeah that's basically how i got into it and you know my motivation to um actually write an article about incels was uh simply that i found the um how the whole issue is discussed about and how it is reported i thought that how the incel issue was discussed about in these spaces is very limited so did you just google incels you you went quite on a deep dive there's one place on reddit and it's called uh you know it's 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 i sort of have a a love hate relationship with it but it's it's a subreddit like i'm sure you know, i don't yeah. need to explain what subreddits yeah. are it's basically a sub forum of reddit and it's called a uh, purple pill debate so um, it's like originally there was this idea of the red pill and the blue pill. It obviously stems from the, the movie called Matrix from the late 90s, I believe, 1999 or so. Keanu Reeves, Florence exactly. <laughs> Right. And um, uh, it's this is supposed to be a place where, you know, these all these issues are discussed in a balanced way. Like the, the motto of the forum is actually um, challenge your view, something like that. So it's supposed to, you know... To to be a a balanced and fair and most of all open field to to extreme views are well being actually it's it's, on. it's it's more one extreme view because like the the uh, okay so one person right, like, comes up with a right so so mm -hmm. so the original was the the original was the the red pill and you know it was basically like if the whole uh, idea of incels is that women only like Chad there is nothing you can do about it you know because 
uh, obviously, uh, being Chad is is innate. It's biological. You know, it's it's predetermined. There's nothing you could do about it. Do you want to explain Chad? So Chad is is basically the uh, conventional idea of an attractive man, as per our society society cultural standards. You know, it's basically if you're watching an American uh, high school movie, it will be the football quarterback. It definitely have to be, um, I'd say, attractive and tall you know it's another another really important issue heights because a lot of incels are are, are are struggling with that boy we're, we're getting into really intimate issues here like <laughs> i would have expected that uh and another thing is actually race like there's really interesting ideas uh, floating around in these in, in these discussion places i'm not saying this is true i really want to point that out i'm just saying the ideas are there yeah and i that, mean we're, you're definitely. just stating what exactly you saw. being white you're at the top of the attractiveness hierarchy i wouldn't have thought that there were i don't know i didn't even think about race for right. there's definitely a racial saw, issue yeah definitely i just saw like white guys mm-hmm. floating but really yeah. yeah, I just saw like white sad nerds. But how? Why did you see them? Like, did you actually see a picture of them, or did you just imagine? I mean, yeah, I saw like this documentary, and it was only like this white dude. And mm-hmm. every time you get to the internet, every time you 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 know find a group of of men, you're gonna have um, right wing ideas. I think in, in in many cases, and that, that that includes racism. And there's definitely things like racial supremacy, and there's you know intertwinings with things like the alt right movement, or you know. Uh, neo-Nazi movements, you know, especially when you go to places like 4chan, you know, which definitely are also, is also hosts to these ideologies. But nonetheless, um, this chat idea is basically like what society expects of men. Do they expect of women to be like these, um, you know, tall, blonde, blue-eyed women or do they so when you think of the term misogyny you know when you think of the term of the idea of uh, people getting together to just hate on women and just saying you know women should die or should do this or that or you know suffer horrible fates then you would think that the uh, women are the main the main focus points on these discussions you know from my experience um and that's what i think uh, has for once um been most shocking to me as someone who would identify as a man and both i think uh, is toxic and damaging to other men you know both incels and just those you know who are you didn't really answer my question right about what they expect of women to be like so um that's difficult to answer because, um, as I've said before, I think the main focus is on on men, both on men and and men's attractiveness. You know, so like, like if if you're a man and have certain issues with your, you know, your self perception, your appearance, then you're gonna have a hard time there because I think the main focus is, or or a main focus is on uh, why this or this man is actually. Uh, not attractive and therefore doomed to a life of loneliness. Now, when it comes to women, as you've asked me, um, I would say it depends on the individuals that are discussing it. It's a tough answer, really. (laughs) Walk me through a conversation where it was about... Yeah, just walk me through Mm -hmm. something that you remember. One example would be that um, incels have argued, you know, and again, I'm, I'm only, I'm only, you know, referring to what was said there. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing in any way. Did you ever write anything in there? In <laughs> uh, insults forms themselves, I didn't. Yeah. When it comes to uh, Reddit, there have been subreddits dedicated to insults that have been closed down, also. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've written there a couple of times in the past, mainly to, you know, 
to give a contrasting view. You know, like uh, I've, I've actually tried to um, disprove some of the things said there. I've actually tried to change some views. That is very like, I think all our <laughs> listeners are like, okay, McCall doesn't have an incel in their house. <laughs> no, I don't think you're an incel yeah. in case you care. This whole idea of saying that this is not your fault and this is out of control is stupid. What is also stupid is trying to change yourself then because you think you're so oh so terrible. Like to give an example, when I was 15, most of the girls in my class had boyfriends and had, you know, had done something already and I hadn't. And then my best friend at the time just said, you're more marriage material and they're all whores. So you'll be fine. And I was like, I don't want to fucking hear that. I just want to kiss a dude. What is wrong with you? But I kind of lived with that idea that one day, you know, my knight in shining armor or would show up and just, you know, sweep me off my feet and shit like that. But I was 15 and I was already worrying about these things and it was completely unnecessary. You said that um, there is a narcissistic side to um, the, the idea that it's unfair that you're struggling or that you're not finding anyone. Yeah, this idea of involuntary is what drives me nuts and this hatred towards women, which you've raised a very, very interesting point in that in your article. Or you were saying that, is it really the hatred of women or is it this? Well, I'm arguing it's uh, hatred for women is certainly a part uh, that is going on there. Both self-hatred and I, I would even go as far as saying disdain or hatred for what they consider unattractive men, which obviously, you know, makes sense when you realize they consider themselves to be unattractive. So it's also a form of self-hatred, but it's so damaging for men to be in these places, not only because they can feel trapped in those eco chambers, but also because it, it can make themselves feel unattractive or it can make them feel attractive. It can make them, make them feel unattractive. And yeah, personally for me, this has been a... What do incels expect to fucking happen exactly? What do they want? The self-pity. My question is, do they do they like support each other in that? Like, does someone say, "Ugh, I'm so ugly. And then the other one says, no, bro, you're super cute. It's, it's the total opposite, obviously. What? Yeah, well, it's it, it's a culminating effect of 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 hatred and and self hatred. Like it's it's the total opposite of a of for example the idea of of a body positivity movement or or the idea of body positivity themselves. Like it's it's well they they're saying yeah well you're ugly and sure you are but at least you know someone says they're ugly and then the other person says yeah that's true. Yeah, sure. You regularly have um, people. Or had I don't know people posting pictures of pictures of themselves and actually you know totally expecting and realizing that yeah they would get you know called ugly by others that's yeah I would say so. What the fuck? I thought they were gonna support each other. Say stuff like no homo, but you're cute or something like that. Nothing. No, obviously that's that's the toxic part of the movement. You know of the if 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 someone posts a photo of themselves and that's actually a conventionally attractive person, people would come here and say, well, you're not an incel. You don't belong here. Okay. Yeah, there's no no form of, of positivity in there. So it's it's almost like they find validation in that, and that they're kind of expecting that based on what I'm hearing from you. But I feel like you're being yeah. very careful with what you're saying. It's it's a toxic movement, and I just don't want to be associated with it in any way. Guys, stop associating <laughs> him with it. No, it's just we don't have. I I don't know anyone who's been in these forums, and mm -hmm. your article was absolutely brilliant, and I'll. If, if that's okay with you, Flo, it's in German, so you'll have to learn German to read the article. It shows that you spent time there, but you also made sure to not get sucked into it. Yeah. 
I, I just can't believe this. I really thought they were going to be supportive of each other. When I think of, of, of women being friends, and I would say, you know, they support each other. And with men, it's, it's well, it's, it's also support, but it's, it's at the same time to generalize, let's say, many of them don't have these forms of support networks. And even when you look at, at culture, you know, um, there's a lot more uh, body positivity going around for women than it is for men. Why do you think that is? Probably because um, if we look back at history over the last decades, society has placed more importance on female beauty and concepts like how important it is for, for women to be attractive. Well, well, when it comes to men, the most important uh, factors have been something like socioeconomic status, you know, how successful men are in their careers and how wealthy men, men possibly are. And those have been the factors determining a man's status in society. Well, you know, men's attractiveness hasn't been seen as important until shifts happened until women's rights movements have emerged and you know um women being treated equal by law the, the reasons are founded in history obviously but i'm not sure about that because um yes there's always been this um on a very basic emotional level i think that men have not been taught to show weakness on a, on a very stereotypical stereotypical level that men have to be strong and they have to be the quarterbacks right <laughs> i think it's a little bit far-fetched in that way but I, what what exactly is far-fetched this this whole idea that like men have never had the support because mm -hmm. i think that incels are just like ah it's just a place where people want to be diminished yeah like they live for that they go on these forums post terrible pictures of themselves and then wait for someone to say yeah but it's because of women it's not because of you pretty much but also what you're saying you know you yourself are unworthy to women's standards you know but, but they're they probably are. not ugly are they that ugly well that's what they i mean what is ugly I'm, I'm guessing not but it probably gives you know it probably helps them because you know it gives them a reason that is outside of their control but that is just rude <laughs> um can we just agree on the fact that incels are creeps? Sure, there are creeps, but they're also human beings. And, you Creepy know, human beings. we should definitely look for ways to get them out of the of the scene. And um, this doesn't only work by, you know, telling them women are fine, stop being mad. But it should also work by uh, strengthening ways of, I would say, showing them healthy outlets and healthy images of masculinity. I guess you don't, you're not, <laughs> I wasn't born an incel. Yeah, I mean, you're not born an incel. I think many things, I'm being seen as creepy a lot of the time because I'm very open. This is something we talked about just before we started recording is that, you know, because um, <laughs> we've been in quite the discussions in terms of, um, you know, rejection. Yeah. And that men get rejected and it's such a, you right. know, like... They I've, I've argued that men get rejected more than women and that is something that is more of a, of a typical male experience. You know, you disagree, disagree with me on that and you've also disagreed with me on something like male sex drive being higher than oh, female sex you. drive. You totally disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. The male sex drivers. Who fucking told you that? I swear to God. And I don't want to hear anything about statistics. <laughs> no. 
Stop. Rums yeah, but it's stop. it's science, baby. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. That is bullshit. Women have just never been allowed to have a sex drive because that's gross. And because like women are hysterical. Right. There's certainly a lot of you know factors playing into these questions. And we can never fully answer, you know, even if I yeah, argue with, with, with science. Fucking, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. That's nobody that's right. gender to, to you know <sighs> You're touching a lot of things here, like you're touching a lot of issues, but Sure, you can question gender and you can question whether this sure. distinction is even important. Is it important? Is what important? The distinction? The distinction. Between? Male and female sex drive. I'd say, you know, it doesn't have to be important, but if we, you know, if if we make the distinction, it can help us understand a lot of the uh, trends that we can observe in dating. But like, we also have to understand why the sex drives are supposedly different. Mm -hmm. with, with dudes, oh, fuck, cis men. Oof, now I got it. Yeah. Cis men just go through life being like, oh my God, I have a dick and it's so fun. So you mean they, 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 get, um, they get instilled with those kinds of behavior, like that being aggressive is the normal way to go and the natural way to go and that, you know, being and sexually also, aggressive. Just people with vaginas just have no idea what to do with it for the longest fucking time. You don't see female masturbation on television. Yeah. You see American Pie where the dude fucks a pie and that's fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah. You see dudes masturbating all the time. You see them use like like mom's lotion or whatever and the yeah. tissues next to it. What do you see with girls? Have you ever seen anything remotely like this of like a girl spending a shit ton of time in the shower? I'll explain that to you when you know. I, I should have heard that before. Some some long time ago I've heard that, but yeah. There was an episode in Friends which was so shocking. Uh, oh, where, okay. Like, Ross comes into the room into the bathroom and Monica's like, Oh my god and then she was, you know, uh shower heading. Yeah, it's really interesting you said that because before, you know, before you you shut me down and I tried to argue with science. I was getting to a really interesting statistic that actually um, uh, shows, you know, that men masturbate a lot more on average than women. But then again, you've said that, you know, there is the aspect of education yeah. uh, and that, you know, it's certainly lacking um, and that can, you know, result in a lot of young women or a lot of, a lot of girls uh, not knowing their bodies as well as a lot of men do. Like if, if you have a, if you're a cis man, sorry. Yeah. It's just not that hard. <laughs> it's, sure, it's, I, I know what you mean. Very self-explanatory. Whereas, you know, um, a friend of mine always says, "I lost the manual to my vagina," <laughs> because it's a constant self-exploration and it's confusing. There's like stuff down there that you don't understand, and you don't know how to touch yourself in the right ways. And right, so it's more like a Rubik's cube. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've argued before that not being mean spirited, you're not exactly average in some aspects and that's, what is that, that supposed to mean well the statistics would be representative of the statistical uh average man or woman which obviously. is crazy <laughs> because you can just choose a group of people especially depending on what you want to show yeah if you start a statistic like that you're going into it if you're writing a thesis about something like that yeah you're going into it with a certain idea. Yeah. So you'll choose a certain group of people. Yeah. There is a lot of bias in there. Yeah. You know, you, you're <laughs> no one would fucking choose me. You yeah. know? And something like sexuality cannot be put in numbers. I used to read these statistics or just like interviews with people where one person says, I have sex with my partner four times a week. And another person said, yeah, I mean, we sleep together once a week. It's just unnecessarily worrisome for you yeah, to be following any of that shit. By, you know, 
because you're possibly thinking you're not normal or you're yeah. above average or below average, you're not, you're not reaching the average and that that's exactly. creating, creating conflict or, you know, in your brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are so many factors that need to be considered in this. I think it makes no sense to even ask that question, especially mm -hmm. because we're yet again putting men and women in separate groups. It doesn't fucking matter. I've known so many men in my life, cis men, uh, who have not had a high sex drive, whatever that fucking means. Right. And yeah. this whole idea of libido and like being expected to constantly be horny or whatever, because yeah. that is what is being portrayed in media and in society and culture and whatever. And women are the ones who usually say, no, I'm not really into it tonight. It's never being shown from a real side. I'm just very open with what I want, right? And I've been shut down many times. So just to get back to kind of that argument we had recently was you yeah. saying that men get rejected more than women. Yeah. Even though I hold some of these opinions, uh, that doesn't mean that I, you know, like them. Doesn't mean that I'm happy about them because, you know... Um, so then make your own opinion. <laughs> because, you know, even after, you know, um, being in my last relationship, um, I was in the situation of after some time, you know, wanting sex more than my partner and that has you know caused some distress but you can imagine it, it causes even more distress to believe that since you're a man uh, you will go the rest of your life and the rest of your relationships in the situation of wanting it more than your partner or then then whatever partner will come next you know will, will want it less than you i would definitely prefer it if you know if this is bullshit as you said this is also something I'd like to ask you if you think that through the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. this has been more increased for people who identify as men mm -hmm. in that way, that you feel like you have to put your desire, not your desires, but that you're, are you scared of saying certain things to women now? Well, I mean, personally, I probably never was the kind of person that, that would be addressed by the Me Too, Me Too movement, because even before, I wouldn't be the kind of person to actually just... Uh, go up to a you know strange woman and just approach her and talk to her. I mean, <laughs> well, if I just go up to a woman and talk to her, that's not a sexual assault. I mean, right? But but some people you know who who would possibly do that before they could feel you know they could feel uh, intimidated by as a result of the Me Too movement. That's what I'm thinking. There's <laughs> this famous uh, Gillette commercial: a guy stops another guy who just walks up to a woman. We don't even get to know what what he would have said. You know. Oh my God, are you saying you don't like the ad? I personally um, found the ad problematic for a couple of reasons. Why? Why? For one thing, um, I found that it kind of places, it didn't um, place blame on all men, but it certainly placed a form of responsibility on all men. Which you guys have now. Right. While at the same time, I'm arguing, uh, doesn't place, uh, for example, any responsibility on women. You've had this scene where um, some stereotypical dads on a barbecue grill saying things like, men don't cry, or uh, or boys don't cry, you know, or boys don't do this, don't, they don't show emotions, they don't, they're not weak, whatever. While I'm arguing, there are just as many uh, mothers who, who would say boys don't cry you know these toxic ideas they don't only get reinforced by men it's not about some evil men instilling negative values it's about uh, evil people you know evil values uh, manifested in society that can also be reproduced by women that's what i'm arguing that's one problem i had with it can't believe i'm agreeing with you 
for once. You're raising a really interesting point because uh, I don't know if you watched the show on Netflix, Unorthodox. No, I haven't. So it basically depicts the story of a woman who left the Satmar community in Brooklyn. Uh, the Satmar community is a very Orthodox um, Jewish community. Okay. And so um, this woman left, uh, went to Berlin where her mother was living. She was shunned. And when the show came out, there was a lot of controversy, of course, because the Internet exists. The, the person the story is based on actually said that something she found interesting is, you know, when she was studying in Berlin, people were like, oh, my God, you totally smashed the patriarchy. And what she said was that she'd never got this kind of strict treatment from the men when she was getting prepared for the ceremonial sexing sorry i'm yeah. saying it like that but you know the night of the wedding is when you're supposed to have sex and so yeah. she was being explained how it works and um it was a woman who explained it to her and the idea of female pleasure didn't exist you know she was told that you need to satisfy your man it doesn't really matter what goes on with you nobody gives a shit basically and all these strict rules and all these strict ideas were taught by the women in her family yeah and not the men's. I completely agree with you. Really, I'm shocked. <laughs> men are being depicted as monsters. And the problem is that a lot of men are just really shitty people. I'm saying that in the sense of the Me Too movement and what we've learned so far about Harvey Weinstein, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, Kevin Spacey. There was this 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 movie with Kevin Spacey where, you know, he actually, he only voiced, he didn't actually appear, but he voiced a, a robot mm. with a guy in on a spaceship. And I just loved his, his really soothing voice. Yeah. It was back then when I was still a, a huge fan of Spacey. So, yeah, it's, it's really horrible when you're, you know, your favorite idols just get, your picture of them gets shattered because yeah. they, they turn out to be, monsters exactly yeah. i mean woody allen as well roman polanski yeah um um bill cosby i don't know there are so many people like that are just it's it's coming to light and it's just getting worse and worse and then there's always like that's a problem you like the artist and so you're like mm, but i found myself to be quite biased in that way when um allegations came out about uh borns he was one of my favorite artists for a super long time and uh then women came out with uh, their stories of what happened to them in connection with Borns. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, no, please, please. This can't be true. I love him so much. And I was like trying to, for a second there, I was like, maybe there was a misunderstanding, which is terrible. It is absolutely terrible, especially as a survivor of sexual assault, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's been good that you challenged me. I don't know if I'm going to keep all of it in because I can feel myself having gotten really angry. It's in a period way. How do you feel? Well, first of all, like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, you know, I understand like w once more, I know that seeing things or, or imagining how easy things would be in theory and actually seeing them in practice and practice is, it's a whole, whole level higher. I definitely see that here. Like it's, it's it's so difficult for me to actually voice my voice the things I feel, you know, because I'm feeling that like I have a thought, and then I'm, and then I'm gonna try to to put it in words, and you know, um, cover everything, like cover every little every little detail so that it's actually accurate, and that's that's where I struggle, that's where I go turn off the wrong way because that makes everything so much harder. It's horrible, man. <laughs> Why are we still speaking into the microphones? Because that's gonna be in it. Really? Yeah. No way, man. I told you that in 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 private. In private, yeah. Should I cut it out? Sure. 
I think it's it's really cool that you're you know um, able to link to points or arguments that come up when you know while we're talking and you know bring up a question that kind of relates to what we said before and you know really try to stay in control. Any last words before we say goodbye? I'm trying to think of a really catchy goodbye phrase. It's going to be terrible, you know. <laughs> Keep listening to Nicole's podcast because it's great. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for listening to this quite heated um, conversation. It was very nice to have you here because I really just appreciate your willingness to, you know, hear. Um, that's been really great. So thank you for that. And yeah, we will smell each other next time. Good night. <laughs>